Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Wisden Ashes Daily Podcast, brought to you by Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of exciting memories since 1979. What a day of Test cricket, what a day of Ashes cricket. We really have been sport this summer. England's golden summer looks set to continue when they reduced Australia to 35 for three and then 122 for eight. Then Steve Smith paid one of the all-time great Ashes innings, taking the Aussies to what is surely a more than competitive score. I'm Yazran, and this evening I'm joined by Wisden's Taha Hashim. But first, on the phone with us at Edge Baston, the editor-in-chief of Wisden Cricket Monthly magazine, Phil Walker. Phil, let's start with Smith. Just put into words how brilliant that 100 was. Uh, right, well, Stephen Smith, first of all, uh, this is the Ashes that's returned, which means that we've returned to watching Stephen Smith. But uh, I found it uh, beguiling, confusing and, uh, and thrilling in its own peculiar way. Uh, people consume Steve Smith however they like. They, you can, you can watch a pool. You can be baffled by Steve Smith, or you can be uh, enthralled by the way that he does it. I, I found myself uh, slap bang in the latter camp tonight. Um, it's literally just ten minutes after after he finally walked off for 144. Uh, they were. Let's just put this into numbers. They were 120, 122 for eight. When Peter Seale joined Smith, Smith was on no more than 30-odd. He ended up with 144. Um, It was like, it was like in my mind's eye, it it felt almost like you were watching a player from a distant old age, from almost the 19th century. There was a kind of, like, elemental element to to this innings. Steve Smith bats in a way that nobody else does in the modern game. Steve Smith ensures that he's there for the next ball, come what may. And he, he reminded me today, in my imagination, of one of these old old professionals, old 19th century professionals, you know, who kind of went round, round the orchards and, and private acres of rural England, ensuring that he got paid by scoring runs. And this is, there is something magical about the way that Steve Smith does it. Uh, and and I, found, I found it quite rousing today. However, of course, England will be absolutely sick that they've, that they've let them off 
yeah. and 22 for 8. 280 odd all out um, by the close. Uh, and this series is alive. And Steve Smith, well, we'll be watching him bat in our dreams and our nightmares and, and, until the end of time. You know I like stats. So here are a few numbers for you. So Smith averages over 62 in test cricket after 65 tests. In his last 51 tests, he averages 72. 72. He's not played a test in 18 months. It was like he was never away. He averages 10 more than Virat Kohli and Kane Williamson. 14 more than Joe Root. Uh, To paraphrase Mark Nicholas, given the moment, given the atmosphere, that was one of the great innings. Um, But how much did England... Yeah, go on. I I, I love the way that he almost physically collapsed when he brought up the 100 as well. You could see... You could see the body sag. You could see the uh, the legs almost buckle underneath him as the full weight of what, what he'd achieved. Uh, and there was a cathartic element, of course, to this as well as the full weight of it began just to fall off his shoulders. And, and uh, you could see it in his face as well. It, 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 anybody who appreciates greatness and anybody who recognises just how viciously demoralising this game can be, and anybody who has a sort of scintilla of compassion to someone who's, who's made a bad mistake and come back uh, having owned up, recognised uh, what, what, they've, what they've done and, and served their time. Anyone who has a scintilla of compassion for that kind of aspect of a person's character can't fail to be moved by what they saw today. It was, it was powerful and it was brilliant. Uh, and it was, as you say, the work of, has, he has to be the most complete test batsman of his day. Just another number to throw at you, he averages 90 in the first inning in Australia's first innings over the last six years. So if you take it back to August 2013, just before that 100 he made at the Oval, which really got his career going, he, he averages 90 in the first innings uh, of Test cricket across 56 Test matches. He is the only player in Test cricket uh, who can who can tap Bradman on the shoulder and ask him what it's like up there. He is the only player out there. Uh, powerful stuff, extraordinary. And yeah. the series... Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but how much did England miss Anderson today? He was forced off with a recurrence of a car strain. He only bowled four overs, uh, and as well as Broad and Wokes bowled, they had to do a lot of bowling in the afternoon session. Oh yeah, I mean it's huge, isn't it? Um, it, it, it questions might need to be asked. Possibly, he was past fit this week. He's obviously been uh, dogged by this this calf injury for for much of the summer. He was past fit, and that. That assessment lasted less than 45 minutes of day one of the Ashes. Um, uh, that's a question maybe for the, the medical staff to consider in due course. But however you look at it, it's a huge blow for England. If, if as we fear, this will be his test match done. Um, uh, Chris Wokes, I thought, bowled excellently today at least. Certainly up until the last hour when, when Smith was dominant. Um, and he now becomes perhaps the key component of, mm. of Joe Root's attack. You know, Broad was... Broad was impressive with the, the new ball. Sheer force of personality enabled him to uh, to get two leg before decisions. Uh, <laughs> and Alan Darth raised finger on, on a rather different day to the umpires. I think it's probably fair yeah, to say. yeah. Joel Wilson uh, just needed a hug at the end of the day. He looked he looked shot. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. cheers cheers for that, Phil. Great speaking to oh, you as we ever. Done already, yeah? yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, it's well it's done, a short. Yeah. We're doing short ones for the Ashes, Phil. Of course, get me on again. Absolutely. Chat to you soon. Cheers, Phil. Bye. Feels like a while ago, but England did bowl brilliantly up top to her. Alison Cook said before the test that when it comes to an Ashes test at Edgebaston, you just pick Stuart Broad and you forget everything else. You disagreed with him, but has Broad won you over today? 
I feel like a, a bit of an idiot today, definitely. Um, so before before this test match, um, us Worcester writers submitted our first 11s from the 14-man squad. I left out Stuart Broad. I thought, you know, if Joffre Arch is fully fit, you get him in there. Um, if Arch is not fit, you get Ollie Stone because uh, more he's more of a like-for-like replacement. Yeah, and I'm a bit of an idiot, really, and it's Stuart Broad. Well, we've got to acknowledge that. It's Stuart Broad's summer begins now, really, doesn't he? He wasn't at the World Cup, so he's been building towards this f- for, for months now. And he looked up for it. And of course, you know, he bowled. He had that Stuart Broad thing where, you know, you just get on the a legs roll. were pumping. Yeah, exactly. The legs were pumping. Edge Baston, the crowd's behind him. And he went and did his thing before, of course, Steve Smith it was, intervened. It was a very quick spell. It's the fullest opening spell he's ever bowled in Test cricket, according to Crickviz. And also, it struck me that he and England had a very clear plan to bowling at Warner. Basically, don't give him any room yeah. at all. And they should have got him out on the first ball that Broad bowled. Uh, we won't get too much into the reviews and non-reviews today, folks, but that was the first one. He he was excellent. That was the best we've seen Broad bowl in the Test Arena for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, that's his first five for in over a year. And of course, he's had... It wasn't, it wasn't the best winter, right? He, you know, he didn't play much in Sri Lanka. You know, West, it, it seemed coming to the summer that you know, Stuart Broad's maybe not first choice. And that's not much of a controversial view anymore. But today he had his day. Yeah, that, he did that thing, which Stuart Broad does. And Chris Wokes was superb too. Uh, I found it amazing that today was his first home Ashes test appearance since his test debut at the Oval six years ago. Uh, I, I'm, I can't believe he's 30. To me, he's, <laughs> he's, he's the one who's going to take over from Anderson and Broad, but he's now 30 himself. Um, and today was almost a day where he really, he's been pivotal to England's ODI side for a long time. He's done it in home test matches before, but I don't think he's really done it with the ball in a big test match. Well, he's done well at home, but you know what I mean. It was it was a glimpse into, into life after Anderson, really, wasn't it? Because, of course, Anderson was... Uh, he left the field with a with a, with a tight calf, which is which is a worrying sign. But then you know, w- Wokes and, and Broad stood up, and he was very good against left-handers as well. He did over Matthew Wade, a man who you don't think will make the end of the series. Um, I have not categorically said that. No, I mean he didn't. He didn't impress today. I went to the the Australia versus Australia warm-up fixture and was mightily impressed by Manus Labuschagne, who hit a 41, but it was a very, very impressive 41 when Wiggins were tumbling around him. And Matthew Wade didn't really impress me in that match. But of course, You like, you like Labuschagne? I, I, I do like Labuschagne. Were you surprised that Labuschagne didn't play today? I'm not surprised. I mean, the, the reports that were coming out were that Matthew Wade was going to play, and, and, you know, he's really impressed in first-class cricket back in Australia. But of course, this is a completely different environment. And today, I mean, he'll be disappointed with the way he got out. Um, and the selection of Siddle, he's, he's scored a really, really crucial 40-odd. Um, but were you surprised that he was in the side ahead of Hazelwood and Starker wearing bibs on a bench on the yeah, side? Yeah, I think, I think props to the Aussies for, for taking that selection because it's, it's a gutsy call, of course. Mitchell Stark, uh, Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins, Nathan Lyon, that was what Australia's series win uh, against England in Australia was built upon. Um, but if you look at the way England... I, I was talking to Ben... Gardner, Wisdom's Ben Gardner, about this the other day. Um, the way Australia approached the 2015 Ashes when they had, you know, Stark, Johnson, Hazelwood, and of course Hazelwood's quite a light line and length bowler, but it was really about going with pace. But you don't need to do that in England. And Peter Siddle is he's been around the block and he's played a lot of carry cricket as well. Um, I think that's a shrewd selection. I'm not just saying that because he got runs today <laughs> with the bat, by the way. Um, I, I'm quite impressed with that. Isn't isn't Hazelwood just a, a quicker? Siddle, he averaged 25 with the 2015 Ashes. He's a line-led yeah. bowler. He was rested 
from the World <laughs> yeah. Cup for the Ashes, and now he's not even playing in the Ashes. Yeah, that was. It must not feel very good to be Josh Hazelwood right now. But at the same time, like like I said, when I when I went to that warm-up fixture and the, and the people that impressed me, Peter Siddle was very impressive that day. I really, yeah, massive props to the Aussies because that is a gutsy call. So on on Steve Smith's hundred, uh, more from an, Phil spoke uh, wonderfully from an Australian perspective, from Steve Smith's perspective, it was a brilliant innings. But from an English perspective, could England have done anything different? They had Australia 122 for eight. Get them out for 140. You are well on top in the test match. And now Australia more than doubled their score and they're in a great position. Yeah. I know Anderson was injured, yeah. but could England have done anything different? Well, it's a combination of things, right? Like England bowled really well, but then obviously with Anderson away, they didn't have that third guy. Like Ben Stokes got Pat Cummins out, but he didn't bowl he well did, today. Did, yeah, did and didn't offer that control that Anderson w- would offer to sort of maybe frustrate Smith. And then there's obviously the fact that Smith is just sort of possessed in like the way he was batting. You know, he was he was into the pool shot before the ball, you know, the ball's been released. And it was an astonishing innings. I mean, Phil's gone on about it enough. <laughs> I do it. Just yeah. a bit. Moe and Ali bowled 13 overs, 142. I thought he looked good. Could England have used him more, particularly after Anderson's injury? Um, They could. I mean, again, I'll just put it down to the fact that I think Steve Smith was just something else today. I mean, it was just astonishing. I mean, they could have used Moe and Ali and he bowled all right. He got, you know, he did get the breakthrough of Peter Siddle. But they even used the leg spin of Joe Denley as well. And, you know, they tried different things, but sometimes you've got to just put your hands up and say, well played. What, what about the pitch? So England did reduce Australia 122 for eight. Was it a 122 for eight pitch or was it a pitch where you can get 150 or more for, for your last two wickets? Because it looked quite slow, it, you know, towards the end of that Steve Smith in, innings. It was, it was like watching England bowl at Melbourne and Perth and Sydney in that last yeah. Ashes test. And England then it became, foolish. you know, like the right arm seamers exactly, sort of just going exactly. through. the 85 and, miles per hour. And, and you were missing that one guy who kind of just, you were missing that Joffre Archer, Ollie Stone. Not, not, trying, quick to, not, not trying to go back to my, <laughs> my selection for the first test. But yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. But then again, you could just put that, the slowness of the pitch down to, the, down to tired legs, really. Yeah. Just from a personal point of view, Smith brilliant, Broad brilliant, Wokes brilliant. My moment of the day was Roy Burns' push <laughs> into mid-wicket for three. Yeah, you did really enjoy that. I really you? did, <laughs> I really did. It was, uh, I know, he's, he's, how many balls he faced? He's only faced four balls, but I thought he genuinely looked really assured. Yeah. He, he didn't look like a man who was nervous, I'm sure he was nervous, but he didn't look like last week affected him too much. He looked yeah. quite assured against Cummins. And Pattinson. Um, so we'll end, we'll end today's show with uh, a little, little prediction. What, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I think I will back up your appraisal of Rory Burns and say that he's going to get 50 something. Okay. And I think I'm just making stuff up now, really. And I, I reckon England that's will get... That's what predictions are. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair point. Yes. I reckon England will get 250 and set up a really good test match. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm going for... It's, uh, this is the hopeless optimist in me. I, I think Burns is going to get runs tomorrow. I, just, I, I want Burns to get runs yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I, I could tell when you yeah. when you celebrated that shot through mid yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you do want it to get Well, runs. folks, this has been the first of our daily podcast through the Ashes series. We're going to be getting these up as soon as possible at the close of play. Um, so if you haven't already, subscribe. And thank you for listening to the Wisdom Ashes Daily Podcast brought to you by Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of exciting memories since 1979. See you next time.
Social Podcast Network.